0: Mystic Michaela spiritual family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today. What is drama addiction? Are you addicted to drama? Have you been in the past? Are you surrounded by those who are? We're going to talk about what it is and what the energetic components and consequences of this are. But first, hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. Well, I'm going to tell you. There's a lot of things wrong with me. Mm-hmm. We all know about my hygiene problems, things like that. But one thing I don't think I have a problem with is drama.
0: Yeah, you call it nonsense.
1: I call it nonsense. Yeah. I think I have this great ability to stay away from it. Yeah. Don't care about it. I really right. don't want to get involved in it. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind hearing like the tea that bring you know, that you guys call it the tea when Brie tells us stuff what happens at school or Abby, you know, her funny tea from school. That's fine. But like after that, I just don't want to know. I stay way out of it. Right. And that's a hard thing to do because as most of our listeners know, I am a dance mom.
0: Did they know that? Maybe not.
1: So I don't a, think anyone knows that. You
0: are a dance mom. I am a dance mom. Uh, our our seven-year-old's in a community dance team, and you, you usually are the one that takes her to her practices. So do you, like, fight with the other mothers so that Abby gets a solo? Uh, well, I, yeah, I,
1: I you know, I, I, try to put my foot in there and be really assertive and yeah. I, you know, I try to get her to the front of the front of the uh, line and, and, you know, the, the room.
0: Do you argue with the dance instructor, make sure she's got like the best spots and, and that she's being yeah. paid enough attention to? I, I do. I, I mean, I
1: really get involved in like the hair and makeup yeah. and the bows. It's big for you. Um, I do like try to put my input <laughs> on like what they're going to wear for the performances and things like that right. you know I, I made a lot of suggestions <laughs> um i like for the christmas one i did like you know you guys should do this little red green ensemble so, yeah, I I do. Yeah, you're, I, yeah. you're pretty
0: involved. Heavily yes. involved. Very involved. You're heavily involved. Okay. okay.
1: But I'm not involved. What I'm not involved in mm-hmm. is the drama.
0: Well, there wasn't – we didn't know that there would be drama at the community dance because it's community dance. Yeah. This isn't, like, an expensive no. deal. It, like, it, some of you probably send your kids to, like, the dance, and it's, like, a lot. There's, like, you pay for a lot. There's recite. I know those. Yeah. Kids. This is, like, it's very like just, chill.
1: Yeah. I'm, like – you know, I, I, I'll tell you what. I do love watching – Abby dance. It's fun
0: to watch. You know, her dance. she
1: is like a half step behind everyone else. <laughs> <So> nice. <laughs> but you know, I love it. That's all, and I don't even care. You know, oh, like, no. I just want. You know, I'm like Ted Lasso. Whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. It's you for know, joy, yeah. it's for fun. and
0: connection, and activity, right. and confidence. That's why we put her in it.
1: Yeah, so, that's
0: really why we put her in. That's it. why yeah. we put it in, yeah. and she likes to dance.
1: Right, and that's all there. I mean, and that's all it is to and me. And anyway. that's
0: what this community dance that we put her in is about. By the way, like it's right. not. For heavy hitters. Okay. It's like a very chill dance club for people like us <laughs> yeah. that are like, listen, just take her for an hour, put on music. We're good with that.
1: Right. So let, let me – okay, so a few, weeks ago, a few weeks ago we had a serious dance mom We drama. did
0: a, a whole episode if it were a reality television. This could have been, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Let me just set up the really quickly set the players up. here. All right. Give us a cast. The dance instructor. Our dance yes. instructor is Purple. She's purple, purple, purple.
0: She's yeah, hopeless beyond purple. Yeah, she's just purple she's blue too, but she's really just she is who we is. She is purple. Right. You yeah. don't
1: need to be a Mystic Michaela or a reader to know that she is purple.
0: She's everywhere and 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 there all, all right. at the same time. Right.
1: All right. We have this other guy. His name is Scott. He's a red blue dance mom. And he's a dance mom. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Okay. Then most of the dance moms that I encounter are, are yellow, a lot of yellows. There's an
0: assorted yellow bunch. Yeah, a lot of yellow, blue, little
1: yellow, purple. Yeah. There is this one like really unbalanced red dad. He doesn't know he's unbalanced, but he's yeah. totally unbalanced.
0: He's really stressed
1: out. Uh, and then we have his ex-wife who's like this victim blue. It's a whole awkward dynamic. Yellow. It's a real awkward dynamic. All right. Anyway, fast forward. So they have this parade that they're going to be in
0: yes the the dance
1: kids and you know this is you know there's six and seven year olds here Mm -hmm. and we need to find out what's happening okay so there's a meeting we both go to this meeting it's led by this purple purple purple
0: the very purple lady runs it right
1: and this meeting she's giving all the instructions now you're gonna have to tell this part of the story because i tuned out
0: yeah i couldn't listen to it so The other thing is she's from Puerto Rico and she speaks like half English and half Spanish at the same time. So I can handle it. But like a lot of the other people are like, wait, what? Huh? What? Wait, what? Also, she's so purple. She's just also not a naturally organized person. Now purple people can be organized. She's just like not. So the way she makes up for it is with kind of instilling a lot of fear in us. So This is about the parade. It's like they all have to look exactly the same, like head to toe, every detail, all that. The times we have to be there, telling us there's no parking. I mean, the details are like extremely, we are gearing up there. She's like prepared to be here for 12 hours tomorrow and we're like okay this sounds awful let's do it like that <laughs> right. can't wait for this parade
1: right no i mean
0: <laughs> like everything like, has to be exactly wow, perfect i super scared yeah. i like left with a panic attack right
1: no you would have thought like from the instructions and the details down to like their earrings or paint on the nails yeah. everything that they were probably doing like an opening night on broadway
0: like you would have thought this was the, the olympic event yeah. of the century yes. and there's you can be disqualified for like like the wrong nail polish. Right. right. Okay.
1: So, you know, even Abby is, you know, who's kind of usually in off on her own little world is terrified of this judging.
0: They're like the judges. And even judges. Abby's like, "But there's judges." Right. All so
1: right. she has like a little tummy ache that day. Yeah, but she all is. right. So, fine. We get to the a couple of days later, we get to the parade. It's parade day. We find out that we could have gotten there probably like 4 hours yeah, later. Parking
0: was easy to find.
1: Parking I Paid for the parking chip. Um,
0: <laughs> you remember that, did, don't you? I
1: did pay for the parking. Yeah, I'm like, perfect. Let's just pay for the parking. Yeah, uh, just it a little walk, whatever. Super easy you know. to get to. Yeah, every everything was I like mean,
0: simple. But we were there so early. I want to say like it was like six hours of kids in full makeup and costume, you know, and we're not supposed to look messy. Like they have to sit still for six hours, and they're like six and seven years old,
1: right? So, anyway, they, they're going down. They're doing the parade. Parade
0: starts finally.
1: It's doing, they're doing fantastic. They
0: love it. They're having a great time.
1: Okay. So, they get to the judging station. So, yes. again, there's two groups. There's the older kids and the younger kids. Yeah. The older kids do the performance for the yeah. judges. Right. Everyone claps. Yeah, yay, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: standing in the back with all the yellow moms. I'm like, okay, guys, this is it.
1: This is the moment. Here it is. They've practiced for- The judges. For, yeah. They practi- remember, they practiced for like three months for this. Three months. They're perfect. Head okay. to toe. They
0: look amazing. They all look the same.
1: And then the judges (laughs) just wave them on, and they
0: they and they just the dance instructor takes them single file, they wave and walk out, and it's like parade's done. Grab your kid, bye.
1: Okay, that was it. So well, the yellow
0: moms lost it.
1: Oh my god, they
0: lost it. We were all like, wait, why? Yeah, I I was
1: like, what the? (laughs) You know, also
0: we were all like, huh? Yeah, I got a little
1: red for like ten seconds. Maybe I was like, like, whatever. I just want
0: to go home. Yeah,
1: but then I was like, yeah, whatever. And then you know, so all they they go we go to like this back parking lot. The cause you have to you know sign your kid out. Mm-hmm. We sign Abby out. I ask Abby, how how'd you do? How'd you do? She's like, We won, Daddy. We won.
0: We won. I'm like, Oh, you great, that's like, great. Great, ice cream. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah, we, and we just we just book it.
1: Right. So Bye. For me, that's fantastic. Abby thought she won, she got judged, she won. Okay. We didn't know this, but the dance moms and oh, the yeah. purple instructor are gonna go at it with the red dad. It
0: was Apparently, some sort of horrific back parking lot after the parade fight. Right. Between, and I get it, like you want clarification, but I think it turned into something more. Because it continued into the WhatsApp.
1: Right. So, here comes all the drama.
0: Oh, my god. That lasted
1: for like, I would say 10 days.
0: It was ridiculous. It was, (sighs) and I get it. I completely, 100% get it everyone was prepared. I mean, people brought their family members to watch them be judged, you know, sure. things like that. So I get it. Right. But at the same time, like, they said, sorry, we messed up. And the moms, not all the moms, but, like, I want to say two, like, would not let it go. Yeah. And then the WhatsApp became the place where people started getting condescending, nasty. They just kept provoking it. They wouldn't let it go. And they wanted an official meeting yes. to discuss it and to discuss all the ways it went wrong and all the ways they could tell the dance instructor how to be different next time.
1: So I'm not on the WhatsApp. I refuse to go on the WhatsApp. They mm-hmm. always say, do you see what's going on in the WhatsApp? I said, nope, don't have WhatsApp. I'm
0: on the WhatsApp. They're so
1: like, how do you not have WhatsApp? I'm like, I don't even have a phone. So I'm not on the WhatsApp.
0: <laughs> you have a phone. Just, okay. That's your line. Yeah, I'm like,
1: I, I don't check my phone. <laughs> They're like, okay, like, weirdo. What? And it works. Like, they left yeah, you alone. They yes. did. Okay. Anyway, so, they, so I'm, you know, it's, at, it's the next day or yeah. two days later. It's at practice and we're all supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. So I see all the yellow moms filing oh, into a room. Yeah, I, you're, yeah,
0: you're dance and for me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the instructor, the purple instructor, goes into the room. I just sit in the hallway you're like, with my coffee. I'm, like, I'm not going in that room. I'm there. not going in there. I for this don't official care meeting. what the heck happens in there. Right. I don't care. But then the yellow moms like, like, come on, let's go. They 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 go into the hallway and actually get me. Yeah. They like physically took me in there. I'm yeah. like, I don't, what, no, I'm like, I think they thought I was on their side or something. Right. But, like, I don't give a. Like I
0: don't care. Yeah, but I'm in this meeting. Right.
1: Okay. So the per and it it's a crazy meeting because the two sides don't understand each other. They're talking two different languages. Two different languages. Yeah. I mean, one's talking purple, and the others are talking yellow. And they, they and I'm in the middle. I understand it all. I can see the yellow point of view. I can see the purple point of view. But I realize that there's no way that this is ever going to connect. Meanwhile, while they're fighting it out in there, the red guy and his victim blue wife are you know going crazy on the WhatsApp. His ex-wife, and yeah. you're yeah, the ex wife, and you're telling me, uh, Are you in danger are you in danger? Well so I'm the, like, no, there's what are you like an unstable
0: about? red aura that we've been noticing all year. <laughs> and then he finally like activated, activate yourself. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Like you knew it was coming. You just didn't know when. What was this? And on the WhatsApp, he's like, I'm here i'm ready for you and i'm texting you like scott be careful like this guy seems unhinged and then he starts writing like um you treat my daughter like a second class citizen i take you know how who treats somebody like this like he took it very personally as if they were personally attacking his daughter because she wasn't judged or whatever and then he's like very insulting stuff very insulting and like he's this very big 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 guy um and there's, you know, and he's, he's personally attacking women on there, too. Right. And so it was kind of stressful, and everybody was stressed, and I think people were crying. Yeah, like,
1: they, they were. Yeah. So anyway, so this is going on and on. It, I, I'd say now it's like 45 minutes of this drama, just back and mm-hmm. forth, same thing over and over again. Again, both sides can't understand each other. So finally, I'm like, all right, I got to get out of this meeting. Yeah. So, I'm just going to edit myself. Yeah. So, I, I actually raised my hand. So I, sit, <laughs> I sit in the back. So, I, I raised my hand and they call on me. I'm like, and I just and I don't even care what they think of me. I'm just like, look, I'm going to just tell you what's going on here. And I don't know if any, you know, I don't know if these people know what an aura color is, by the way. I'm like, you're purple and all of you are yellow. Okay. She's speaking purple. And you're speaking yellow. And I tell them, this is why she's purple. And this is what happened from her point of view. Mm -hmm. And this is what you guys are doing because you're yellow. There's like crickets. Yeah, there's like crickets. (laughs) And then I go into like, then I go like, then I start red ranting. And I'm just like, you know what? This is what happened. Abby came home. She had the time of her life. We, you know, we went for ice cream. I asked Abby, how did the judging go? She said, fantastic. We won. Then I asked like around the room, did your kids have a good time? Yes. They had a great time. Was anyone upset about it? Nobody really said that anyone was upset about it. Did they care that they – I don't know if they won or lost. I guess nothing. But nobody – the kids weren't upset. So I said at the end of the day, why are we continuing to do this? Just forget about it. One side – it's two different points of view of how it happened. Nope, there was no malintent. It's over with. Because it and became, I walked out.
0: That's good. Because it, what you felt is, is probably it became more about the drama that was being made out of it. Yes. For the sake of something personal to them possibly. Right. Like this is really about you now, you know, and whatever why you need to keep feeding this thing. Like they said, sorry. I'm sure they'll do it different next year. You know, like things like that. Like whatever, move on. Yeah. Um, which you told them to move on.
1: And that's all I did. But, you know, they didn't listen to me, of course, and it kept going yeah. on and on and... Again, uh, I think it went on for days after that. Finally, it ended when a few of the drama-filled people left the building. Yeah. They took their kids to another team or yeah. whatever. I think a couple of them actually came back.
0: Yes, I know. Yeah, so... It's, you know, inexpensive. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's but, the thing. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Here's the deal. I feel like... Um, and now the dance teacher is quitting, we find out. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> so, like, anyways, I wonder why. You know, here's the deal. I... I think like a situation like this and which is why we brought it up is that sometimes when dra- like these, life happens, you can make drama out of anything. Some people enjoy that, you know, and, and I think you, we all know, we all can recognize it. All right.
1: Well, that's our topic for today. Now, if the, we have two ads we're going to do, if these yellows and purples had these two things, dad and better help, it might've been a totally different situation. Hey man. Hey
0: Dadgrass, 100% organic hemp joints, just got groovier.
1: How so, man?
0: (laughs) To celebrate the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album, Dadgrass has partnered with the Harrison Estate to create a special blend of CBD and CBG, along with a collection of toking accessories called All Things Must Grass.
1: My sweet Lord, that's groovy.
0: Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. And Dadgrass knows you can get by with a little hemp from a friend. They've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create the new CBD and CGB blend and accessories called All Things Must Grass, which plays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering... Our listeners, 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A. Go to dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Personally, insomnia is my go-to and it really affects me when I then can't do what I need to do the next day because I have no energy. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and that's in a world telling you to do more and sleep less and grind all the time. Well, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. I love my BetterHelp experience, my um, professional counselor. She's just absolutely wonderful, and I can do all my sessions virtually, and I always look forward to them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help you lower your stress. Know your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com K-Y-A. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com K-Y-A. Hey guys. Okay. So I wanted to talk about how each aura color can display dramatic tendencies. Hey, Scotty. All
1: right. So let's go through, I think the easiest way to do this is let's just go through the main colors. We're not going to forget the turquoise and pinks. You know, I know sometimes they get mad when we forget them. (laughs) We won't. All right. Let's just run through these. Okay. Uh, First up is red.
0: So red drama behavior. I mean, and, and by the way, before I get into this, we all have been there, so this isn't like judgment or negativity. It's just ways to identify it by aura color. That's all. So reds. Reds, I mean, they're angry. They get, they get quick to be very upset about a perceived disrespect. That can be a big thing um, in their drama tendencies.
1: Okay. Let's go with Purple.
0: Purples get very emotional. Um, they can do it for attention-seeking reasons, you know, attention, drama for attention-seeking behavior. They can, they can do it in order to – they can use drama for just pure entertainment. So they can kind of manipulate strings and friendships and stuff like that in, in drama circles just to try to bring the focus back on them or to ostracize other people out.
1: Okay. Uh, what about the yellows?
0: Yellows can get very, in their drama behavior, can get very good at, wait a second, you didn't say this, you said this, like almost holding them to a specific. Thing or to the letter, like to the letter without allowing any sort of their own interpretation or whatnot and kind of getting them on technicalities. So yellows can exacerbate drama by saying like, well, I did it this way. So if you thought this, that's on you. You know, kind of like pointing out, making other people feel kind of dumb.
1: Okay. What about a green?
0: Greens can get very petty. Um, They can really point out other people's character flaws. They can be extremely Condescending. They can assume something about you and make you feel like you didn't do something correctly or they're watching and judging you.
1: All right, next up, let's go with blue.
0: Blues can, I mean, enable drama they can keep it going so as to please um other people sometimes they can enable drama to make themselves feel more important or an essential part of a friend group um and then blues do have a tendency to promote the victim narrative
1: okay so uh, would they take on let's say here's a question for you let's say a red in i don't red versus green in a drama fight or something i don't know and then there's a blue would the blue then kind of just Get involved, like on one side, taking on, like absorbing. Let's say the red, yeah, and then defending the red, just to yeah, kind of get into pleaser mode. Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: blues sometimes have a tendency to, in drama, in drama situations, kind of stick with the hurt instead of the solution. So they're gonna stick with the wound and pay more attention to the wound and pay more attention to. The negative parts of things, then the solutions are the more positive parts of things.
1: Okay. Uh, All right, let's go indigo.
0: Indigos are more in their head about everything. So they can create these drama narratives within and then separate themselves from other people because of it. So they can create drama in their head like, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen or this. And then they'll just kind of self-isolate because they don't want to deal with... I guess, the 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 reality or whatnot or what's really going on or dealing with other people's interpretations of it. So they get a little more psychological and a little bit more self, I guess, like, self-narrative about it. Okay. Uh, pink. Pinks can have temper tantrums. I mean, like, with their drama, like, if, if something's not going their way or if – They can be very stubborn and stuck in their ways. So you'll see pinks just throwing a straight-up temper tantrum. Like, they'll freak out. They'll say it. Um, And then the other thing they can do is, I call it, like, the pink – I don't know. It's, like, the pink wall or something. Like, they can – you know, like, when you were a little kid, you used to play the I'm-going-to-ignore-you game, like, maybe with your sibling or something? Like, I don't see you. Is a dog barking? Like, that. Like, hmm, oh, I think I hear – you know how kids play that? Pinks do that. So they will kind of – perpetuate drama sometimes by being like well i don't see or hear you or not paying attention to you you know somebody's trying to fix something they've already decided to be like nope i'm done and they just stay in their own bubble okay it can really really irritate people (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: uh and last we have turquoise
0: Turquoises have a hard time just letting drama go so they can like keep keep it going keep it going keep it going not letting it go um when there's no purpose anymore of discussing it or whatever they are going to keep bringing it up keep recycling it keep inserting it where they can okay
1: so let me ask you some questions on this here there might not be any answers to this or this might be just for fun um could you say one of out of these eight colors that we went through which avoids drama the most would you say
0: I'm gonna honestly, if you're programmed for it, and I'm going to talk about this, Okay, I would say it's more like who's the more overt drama addicts versus the more, I guess, like passive or inward drama addicts. So the ones that are more overt might be kind of just like the louder colors themselves, like the purples or the reds. Um, they might be kind of a little bit more overt about it. These are the ones like doing things for attention or being loud or bringing other people into it or whatever. And maybe the more quieter ones like the blues or the indigos, like they're the ones that are kind of like taking a step back from it and they still are engaging in it, but not as confrontationally um, and maybe a little bit more inward about it. Whereas the greens, the yellows, Uh, They could be a little bit more – they feel like they're right all the time. So they're going to do the drama thing, but also they present it as if it's some sort of law or commandment that already (laughs) exists. So it's kind of like this is how it is, and I'm not going to let that point go until you agree with me like that. Reds can do that too, but like they get – passionate and then they lose their point because they'll yell or something but the greens and the yellows they could be like no that's not what you said or the rule states this 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 or that's bad etiquette like they'll take some sort of societal thing that's not emotional and they'll like insert it and then like you i don't know if that does that make sense it becomes some sort of like, base for a rationale yeah it makes (laughs) them kind of more elitist about it so those are so they all kind of do it That's the thing I'm going to talk about. Everyone does drama. Right. You know, and we're humans and I think we're a little bit pre-programmed for it or whatever. Especially, I'm going to talk about like in your childhood or whatever. It might be more of a habit for you or a trauma response or something. How you deal, how you actually do it is going to be affected by your filter, which is your aura. Okay.
1: Now, if you had to choose one, and I know you do not like any drama. I don't. Either do I. But if you had one color mm. that you would be like, there's no way I want to get into a drama war with this person, which color would it be? Turquoise. Turquoise. 100%.
0: Okay. Yeah. Turquoise. For you. Color I would most like to be in one with? Yeah. Red. Oh, okay.
1: So as an indigo, uh-huh. turquoise, no drama. That's, a, that's like
0: my scale for my scale yeah. of like all the colors. Turquoise is the least the last one I want to deal with. And, and red, red would red be the, the first, first one I want to deal with.
1: And why would red be the first?
0: Because you know where they – not that they're right or not right or anything. It's just it's very predictable.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's talking about
0: me. now. you know, I'm just saying they're very predictable. Okay. They are easy to squash, I have to say, because a red person will let it go. Yeah. Uh, well, you just got to give them the time. Just give them the time and then agree with them. You know – they will let it go. They're the scariest, more, I guess, like in a traditional way, scary like that because they can come off very blustery and very loud and very like physical or whatever. But if you deal with them, they're the easiest to diffuse. Whereas right. the turquoises, they don't let it go. So it's like very, it's very hard to deal with those right, right. ones. Um, right. Yeah.
1: Well, for me, you know, if the least or well, the most that I'd like to get into a drama with most would be oh, yeah. Ind- with Indigo. Cause really? I know, well, yeah, because indigos are easy for me to deal with.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So I know
1: with an indigo, all I have to do <laughs> is bide my time. Like kind of like let them, you know, like get, they get it all out. You know, they get the drama out, and then I know if I just wait like you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes, they're just going to come back and be like,
0: "Oh, honey." No, that's so, me. Drama so addicts nice. are different than just how we all deal with conflict. Right, right. you're you're mixing the two. Okay. Drama <laughs> addicts are people that like yeah. look for drama consistently and constantly. All right, and I
1: think Yellow and me would that would that would. Be a lot of drama, like a yellow. I don't know how I deal with the yellow one drama. You and yellow drama. Yeah, you and yellow drama. I
0: don't know you both just think you're right. We were just thinking right. Just like, and it would just be
1: like headbutting.
0: Agree not to talk to each other ever again. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> I am a dance mom, but I'm not a drama addict. Uh, we have two ads, and then we'll we'll get into
0: that. I have been starting a new thing. It's called sugar-free mornings. It's my own thing. I try not to eat sugar at all, at least until lunch. And since starting to incorporate Magic Spoon into my daily routine, I have noticed fewer cravings throughout the day and more energy to hold me over until lunch. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry cinnamon, plus the newly reformulated honey nut flavor that will now be added to Magic Spoon's permanent collection. I absolutely love the honey nut. It tastes delicious, and I suppose that's why it was brought back permanently, I really love how these flavors are healthy, yet delicious, and so it's a guiltless little snack, even my midnight snack. Go to magicspoon.com KYA to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code KYA at checkout to save five dollars off your order and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked. Remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com kya and use the code kya to save five dollars off. Thank you Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. There is so much out there, and it is so hard to find skincare products with clean, simple ingredients that actually work. Well, Osea has been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous body oil. I've been using Osea's Hyaluronic Sea Serum lately, and what it's been doing for me is amazing. I've gotten a lot of compliments because my skin is super soft and bouncy. It looks hydrated. I look more awake. (laughs) Unlike some other hyaluronic serums, Osea is clinically proven to instantly increase hydration. I mean, you can feel it. And it's anti-aging. It minimizes the appearance of all types of lines. This is why I put it on before my makeup. Wrinkles, crow's feet, laugh lines, and frown lines minimizes them. Um, it's a really must-have product for my routine. I use it every morning. I just do now. Ta- I I love the value and the quality of the hyaluronic C serum, and also their best-selling body oil. It's perfect to add lightweight moisture and glow to my skin as the temps warm up. Since 1996, O.C. has been creating vegan, clean, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Not sure what to buy? this is what you have to do. I've been getting these for my friends. Grab one of their discovery sets and try multiple products at once. Their best sellers discovery set includes four of Osea's best-selling products for just $40. You can try a cleanser, a serum, a moisturizer, and their amazing body oil. You'll be hooked. It's an incredible value that saves you over $20. So Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code K-Y-A at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to OseaOseaMalibu.com and use code K-Y-A. What? Does it mean being addicted to drama? Well, first, what is drama? Drama is it's some sort of emotional, unexpected, albeit exciting moment or circumstance. For most people, dramas are meant to be avoided. And when they do happen, they're immediately downplayed and dealt with head-on with some practical solutions which squash any emotional response to it. Meaning, most people don't like drama. And to be really calm and peaceful and be able to focus on what we need to do in life instead of just the cycling drama, we have to get to this spot. We have to get to why in our lives do we have people addicted to drama? Have we been addicted dra- to drama? Are we addicted to drama? We're going to just explore all of that today. Well, first of all, are, are you able to be addicted to drama? Well, I looked this up. And in psychology today... They say, drama eases the anxiety of wanting more attention than you are getting. Naturally, since drama uses the same mechanism and the brain is opiates, people can become easily addicted to drama. Drama causes the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus to secrete endorphins, which are the pain-suppressing and pleasure-inducing compounds, which heroin and other opiates mimic. But like any addiction, they say you build up a tolerance that continuously requires more to get the same effect. So in the case of drama, you'll just need more and more crises to get the same thrill. But what if drama was how you were raised? What if drama is what keeps you distracted from what you don't or can't cope with right now? Maybe you don't have the resources to cope with what's going on right now and drama just is a band-aid. What if drama is how you get attention from people around you? For some, drama becomes a part of their needs, their emotional needs, their routine. They don't know how to live without it. And in those cases, you could say drama addicts are created. Over time for drama addicts, the dramas are so many. The dealing with the dramas and juggling them is the drama itself. So somebody who's a dramatic addict doesn't just have one thing going on. I mean, they have lots of dramas in all sorts of areas. So why are people addicted to drama? Perhaps you've been addicted to drama or are addicted to drama or know somebody in your life who is addicted to drama. It's okay. Let's talk about it and see what we can do about it today. All right. I always say we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us. If you are raised in a household with a lot of drama, you're going to end up recreating it for the most part, unless you know better. The first reason that you can become a drama addict is that it was your programmed way for having relationships with people. It's your norm. It's normal for you, not good for you, normal for you. And you know how to navigate it, plain and simple. I can say that this happened to me growing up with family, and it continues into today, unless there's a drama, you're not getting attention. I mean, that's just to sum it up, unless you bring them drama or are a drama or have like no attention. For many people, drama is something that's to be avoided, you know, in other types of families (laughs) or, you know, yeah, it's true. In other types of families, this isn't a thing. In families where it was programmed as a staple, as the method of communication, it becomes synonymous with love and connection. Drama is love. Drama is connection. Drama is nurturing. Drama is a feeling of a united front against a force, and you're part of that. There you go. Made you feel safe growing up even, perhaps, to feel unsafe. Therefore, moving forward, it's hard to make connections with people that aren't drama-filled. You don't know how. Thus attracting more drama into your life, more chaotic and unstable relationships and experiences just so you feel connected, just so you feel normal and in control. Isn't that funny? The more in control you feel, the more out of control you are because it was programmed for you that way. And you can call all of that love. Sometimes in these family relationships, if you don't provide the drama that the addicts, the drama addicts in your life need... If they can't get that high off of you anymore, you will become forgotten, invisible, cast aside. So producing drama can be a way to show love. It can be a way to be seen, get nurtured, and get attention. When you are raised this way, anything else feels empty, cold, and boring. It actually takes time to relearn what connection actually is. Drama may have existed due to many reasons. It could have been chaotic because of poor choices of your caregivers. It could have been chaotic just because of situational things that are not under anyone's control or fault. Perhaps some sort of, I don't know, environmental disaster. You know, I look at all the kids in Ukraine. I mean, they're growing up in horrific drama right now. It could be many reasons. It could be... Chaotic, just in general, because the caregiver caregivers have you know bad choices. They make bad choices with money, or they make bad choices with relationships, or they make um, they have poor mental health and they're not getting that taken care of. Maybe they have addiction issues themselves with substances or other things. Maybe they're horrific with money. And that's a big one. If the utilities were being shut off in the middle of winter, for example, and you didn't want the neighbors to know there's major drama scrambling to come up with the money. If there's a passed out parent on the couch because they drank too much, who needs to get up and get siblings to school on time, they're scrambling with older siblings trying to cover up for this parent. If there's abuse in the household, there can be a ton of daily issues where Anything at all, even the slightest disturbance to the abuser, even the slightest perceived disturbance by them can cause serious drama. Drama then becomes created by avoiding drama. As people in the household try to mitigate the drama, that dance itself is the drama. Constant, constant. Watching, constant walking on eggshells. That's the drama. You can become normalized to the feelings associated with drama too. I mean, the feelings that lull you to sleep at night are anxiety, tummy aches, stress, nightmares, joylessness, as if there's nothing to lose or no really a future for you. The feeling of stuck, the feeling of being in danger, the feeling of being fearful. Those become your norms. Being in that bad Emotional and mental state is what you've associated with connections and love. And that's just your base emotional place right now. And if you don't deal with that, which I had to do, you can continue to just attract it everywhere. Just everywhere. Everywhere. The second reason drama can become an addiction is when you're attempting to distract from something that's really going on. I think we've all known that person Or perhaps at times we've been that person who will pull out the drama card when they get called out on something. They're training you actually to not bring up anything that's significant to their healing because it will trigger them and then form a consecutive knee-jerk reaction right to a drama, which makes it impossible to stick to your original point. These people are brilliant at deflection. (laughs) They really are. Deflection into drama. If you look for drama, I mean, honestly, you can find it anywhere. I think those of of us who have been down that path get it. You can create fear anywhere. I mean, we're hardwired to create fear anywhere. We're hardwired to create drama. A missed payment becomes you losing the house. A call from the teacher about your kid becomes a huge fiasco. A certain look, a perceived look from a friend becomes a fight. If someone who is addicted to drama actually had the peace and quiet, then they'd have to look inward. They may not like what they see. When we talk about shadow work, this is what we're talking about. All the stuff we do to avoid talking about the dark stuff we don't like is important. Creating drama to deflect is a huge indicator that there's a lot of shadow work to be done. Episode 107, I talk about the shadow self. If you want to go back and give that a listen. The thing is, the ego, which is the part of us that is human and doesn't want us to change, will keep our self-awareness down. So realizing that you're addicted to drama or somebody else's, you know, for them to realize it, to have that self-actualization in the first place, I mean, it's really too painful, overwhelming, and stressful to deal with. It's difficult. Sometimes the person addicted to drama is also covering up a major trauma, I think with drama addicts, it's important to remember that even though they can be super annoying to us, <laughs> they are usually bearing something deep within them, which is very sad. It doesn't excuse behavior and it doesn't mean you have to put up with it at all, but it's just another way to look at it so you don't have to feel victimized yourself by it if it's happening around you. It's important to put up boundaries with drama addicts, but also shoot straight when you can about it. Of course, they most likely won't listen, and then they'll make a drama about it. <laughs> but they'll put that boundary up for you as soon as you say something. They don't want to know what's really going on. Sometimes, and, and honestly, especially when it's covering up a major trauma, it's just too much for them on a subconscious level. They might not feel like they have the support or deep down the safety or the resources to take care of something right now. Sometimes, actually, I just reminded myself, I had, um, Oh gosh, I just, remember, I just remembered this back when I interviewed Dolores. I forget what episode that was, but I interviewed Dolores very beginning of the podcast. She said, she said something about that, like growing up in her neck of the woods in New Jersey with very, you know, sometimes like people didn't have a lot that they were really fed on drama. Drama really fed them. And it is, it is something that can distract you and it's something that can be a comfort and it's something that can make you feel safe when you don't. So there's purpose to it. I think, we, I think my personal thought about these things is that if you see where it serves you or you see where it's, sometimes I try to personify these bad little habits that we have, like being a drama addict, because for somebody that was a shield, you know, for some people it's a shield. And if you can't deal with something for a while, that saved you from a breakdown, and when you're, it's, the problem is, is like when you're in a safe place to go reflect and heal, it's, you don't realize that you're safe enough to do that. Okay. So I feel the need to point out two kinds of drama addicts that I see. This is just what I see. This is from my own perception, P- um, passive and overt. So the passive drama addicts are usually so frightened, so scared, so like truly fearful that they create these dramas in their own minds and then like suffer these horrific mental health repercussions because of it. This, I'm like totally talking about myself. (laughs) So lots of anxiety. It can be a bunch of other things too. And usually these people don't like to burden other people with it. It's like the little drama tornado in themselves. And it's just like in them all the time. It's like like you're walking around just like a, a hurricane of Drama—it's all in your head. These false narratives just ruling you. These people aren't super into confrontation. They don't want to fight. You know, it's—it's it's just like a battle they're fighting alone, like the world against them. Um, and they can be a little standoffish at times, or mysterious, or just kind of like disappear or something. Um, it can break relationships because of that. But it's quieter. It's still disruptive. It's just more passively disruptive. So, anyways, did a lot of therapy to deal with that. that's what I see. So there's the passive ones, and they don't really want to bring you into it, but they can kind of like, you know something's up with them, and then they can disappear if you bring it up. So overt drama addicts, these are the ones that get all the attention because they're overt. They're super loud about it and they'll pull others into it and then they have like a huge need to make it like your drama too. So some ways to spot overt drama addicts. Oh, this is fun because you all are going to be like, oh yeah, I know that person. Here's the thing with social media, it's so easy to see these people and it's, it's so easy for them to even, you know, social media being what it is, it's like the place where you can really get your fix if you're a drama addict. Because a lot of attention-seeking stuff can happen there. All right. So, and I just want to, like, preface with, like, um, I'm not saying once in a while. I'm saying these people do it all the time. Posts on social media. I think we all know what we're talking about here. Listen. Stuff happens to everyone. Real stuff. And, you know, you can post about it. That's fine. But these people, when when you have a friend, for example, who's this kind of cat catastrophic events are happening to them weekly, that's different. And they can be so convincing that it's real because honestly for them, it probably is. The thing is they created it. So they're really good at getting attention. They also praise and give attention to those who do the same for them. So this can attract a lot of unaware empaths into the fold is they get fooled by these like attention seeking posts all the time. I mean, these are the people who just post a picture of them in the hospital bed with like no explanation, or randomly post asking for mysterious prayers for some unknown cause. And then when you comment, you're like, are you okay? Like, they just, like, don't answer. <laughs> Things like that. Or or they'll, like, allude to something. Um, and then later, you're all, like, oh, and that's the thing. We're all supposed to have, like, this amnesia about it later. So, like, a week goes by and they're posting about their dog again or something and you're like, hey, are you okay? Like, what happened in the hospital? They just, like, ignore you or they're like, hey, babe, I'm fine. I don't know, whatever. Moving on. You know, it's just like, okay. Like, they just forget about it and you're you're not really supposed to ask. That's the thing. They can also borrow drama. So these are people who, like, let's say their relative, I don't know, was affected by something and they'll take on the pain as their own. Or if someone else has an important announcement, they'll run and deliver that news on social media themselves. Um, For example, they'll announce really personal things about other people so that they can get the praise of it. A grandmother, for example, saying her grandson's ill. And then everyone tells her, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What happened? What's going on? When A, they don't live with that grandchild. B, the kid isn't like that sick. And or C, it's it's not her news to tell. It's not... Her drama. She borrowed it for attention. So they can borrow drama. Um, they also may on purpose say something like super inflammatory and or cor- incorrect on social media. And you know, we saw this a lot and we still do in the past few years. Someone saying something they know is going to fan the flames of people in an attempt to get people fighting in the comments with them. Another thing you'll see is with this drama is it's never their fault. They don't get that they're the catalyst for all these dramatic interludes that they didn't, you know, they didn't pay the utility. So the utilities get shut off, right? They didn't pay the bill on time. But maybe it's because they spent all the money in an irresponsible way. And it's like the utilities company is just so mean. Like they just randomly shut things off, you know. They don't. You didn't pay. There's, or... They're the ones who caused the family fight by provoking someone on purpose. Or they jump over the personal responsibility always. And drama becomes this weird third party which just randomly descended upon them for no reason. So there's just no personal responsibility. They also often have a hard time connecting to their behavior. So, for example, like, they weren't at fault at all for getting that DUI. Because, like, you didn't charge their phone before they went out. So they couldn't call the Uber when they were drunk. I mean, these are like, I mean, you could come up with a lot of these or, oh my gosh, it's not my fault. I leaked the name of your baby, which we all knew you were saving for the announcement on my own Facebook page. I mean, oh my gosh, you're so rude to even say that. I was proud of you and I wanted to tell people about my new grandbaby, you know, or they'll put down your reason for something and use that as a reason that they could borrow the drama. Um, Well, you didn't tell me I couldn't tell like that. And then when you do tell them, hey, don't tell anybody, they're like, how could you say that? I never do that. <laughs> so there's no winning. Or it's not my fault the car was repossessed. These creditors are greedy, even though they, like, haven't been paying it for, like, months. <laughs> um, all right. So they find, oh, also, they'll always find the worst case scenario. They're, like, so creative at it. Their boyfriend didn't call. Well, they're cheating. You know, the doctor didn't call me back on time. I'm dying. The school didn't write me back. They're against me and my child. They're terrible at forgiveness. (laughs) The thing with drama addicts is they they seem to really cut ties and cut them harshly. So it's kind of scary. Like if anybody calls them out, it's like over and done with. They also have a really hard time letting go of their drama They actually need to hold on to it until the next drama comes up. Like, there's never really usually a lull between dramas because if there were, then those, the actual issues would bubble to the surface. Remember, the whole point of the drama is to keep those things down. Therefore, when you're in a relationship, they're terrible at at forgiveness and any sort of relationship with a drama addict, you can be scared you're going to be the next perpetrator in their minds, perceived perpetrator of their drama. Since they're always looking, if they hit a lapse, if there's like a slow, a slow period, it's you. At some point you are going to be the one causing their drama. So it's kind of scary. And if, and if you know that and you're kind and you're like an empath aura, you know, who's very I guess like invested in how other people think about you, you can start you can play that game of chess. But it's super exhausting. You know, and relationships with them are not smooth. Drama addicts always have ups and downs, fighting and struggle. They have a very hard time being in the present moment. So they're always either looking ahead to drama or behind them for past drama, for something to complain about and make bigger than what it actually is. In any relationship, they will eventually create drama. I mean, they could be, they could like have (laughs) like... You'd be, like, the nicest person they become friends with, and, and I don't know. The, the drama will come eventually. They will find any reason in their heads to have a drama with somebody, and it becomes real to them as time goes on. They will find reasons to back up their insecurities within any relationship. Dramatic, like, love relationships are so, are so glamorized by the media and our culture it's often confused for love. So we see like drama addicts in love, they're fighting and flailing and hurting one another and getting messy and posting about it and just calling their friends and crying and stuff, only to like reunite and start the pattern over and over and over again. And I know you've all had a friend like that, where, where them and their significant other, it's like, please. Just please go miserable, be, go be miserable together, and never talk to me again about it. Like, or you have that friend. It's like, listen, when you fight with your significant other, like I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like I'm done. I can't. Like it's exhausting. Because drama addicts will need a constant influx of people to project drama are on. Sorry, the overt ones. That is, they always need they need new people because they go through them so quickly. They're actually kind of friendly. So they'll invite lots of new people into the fold so as to write them off later with drama narratives. When we, It's kind of like Walking Dead. I don't watch it anymore because it got repetitive But to me. But, you know, I, it was always funny because, like, I don't mean the beginning of the season or, like, the mid-season – There'd be, oh, we just happened upon a new village of, like, brand new characters. And they spent time, like, giving them backstories and stuff. And it's like, oh, God, it's just so they have somebody to kill off later. Because otherwise, what you know, and it's the same thing with drama addicts. They bring people in so they can write them off later. It's kind of like stocking up. It's like drama addict Costco, you know? So what to do? All right. We've talked a lot about drama addicts. Just how to recognize it. Why they are the way that they are. You know, either either if they're passive or they're overt about it, it is hard because they don't. You don't know when you're drama addict. You don't know you're addicted. It truly does feel like the norm. So what do you do? And I think any of us who've gotten out of that loop, we see it now. It's like cringy, you know. Like thinking back, like oh lord, you know. <laughs> so, so that's the other thing. Like when you're done, when you when you're kind of done. With this drama addict, you have to kind of roll. You have to look back on your life and see all the oh, cringy things, which isn't fun. That's another thing they're avoiding, too. They don't want to go back and rehash this. There, there is a level of everybody that understands what they're doing. So the thing is, is when, when someone's a drama addict and maybe they recognize it in themselves a bit, there has to be a relearning of how to have connections with people. And there has to be a relearning of how to have a connection with yourself. I mean, personally, like, just the way I grew up, for years, I mean, it's still to this day. Every time the phone rings or I have a voicemail, I freak out because I've connoted it with bill collectors because the way I was raised and and the issues we had. So for me, there's, like, trigger things. And I've had... Those don't go away, but I've relearned how to deal with it so that I don't fall down the rabbit hole of my own mind and make it something that it's not. And I think that that's the thing when you're a drama addict, you have to recognize it and know that maybe it won't go away, but stop before you go down that rabbit hole of making a mountain out of a molehill. And, and that's, that's really the first step. It's not easy. You know, drama was the friend. It was the thing that kept you out of your present moment. Perhaps the present moment was horrific. And at a young age, you learned to stay away from the present moment. So it's your way of actually protecting yourself to look for drama narratives. I mean, you have to respect your own coping mechanisms. They saved you. A lot of what we do on here is promote that spiritual peace and connection which comes with living your authentic life is helpful. That spiritual journey inward, you understanding you, you connecting to you, you connecting with that which is greater than us, whatever you want to call that, it's essential. And if you don't, you know, no matter what your belief system is, it's just connecting with that power inside of you that connects to the power outside of us all it's really important and taking that and being like wow I was just using this as a cope I mean that's how I deal with things and I-, and I think like giving it to you can help you like this was my coping mechanism and I'm thankful for it but I don't need it anymore because I feel like the real reason behind being a drama addict is a lot of control At one point, perhaps you didn't have that. You didn't have control. And riding that drama like a surfer in choppy seas gives you a semblance of control. But when it's gone, it is still. And stillness is scary. Silence can be terrifying because you feel like you have to fill it. Because it's not drama. Drama is not going to be the thing that takes us inward. The stillness will be the thing that takes us inward. Going inward, finding like-minded people who will hold you accountable in a loving way and hold themselves accountable too. And talking about all of this openly without shame. And being into self-discovery, excited about it, loving finding these little nuances of yourself, loving exploring the shadows in a loving way. And recovery and therapy, all these things help. Just connecting with that which is greater than us, which is the most serene piece, is so much better than anything else once you really get to feel it. From one person who grew up in a drama addict programmed way <laughs> to another, I'm telling you, it's a lot better this way. But it took time. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. All right. So I am dramaed out, I yeah. think – no more drama. No more
0: drama. It's
1: getting me no too. No more drama too in my life. You know, I want to be. You know, I was too red a couple of uh, last episode, mm-hmm. so I want to get back to being more normal. But Balanced anyway, all you. right. A couple episodes we discussed telepathy. Yes. You taught us how to improve our skills on it. Yes. I have gotten much better at it. By the way, I've used all your techniques. Thank you. Uh, I've been getting a lot of strange messages. I. The person who keeps telling me about my feet, you, you please stop.
0: Are you saying the MMSF is sending you foot fetish messages? There is a member that is.
1: <laughs> I don't know who it is because you know my skills aren't as good as yours. So I don't know if it's male, female. I don't know who it is. I, it feels kind of like a male-ish energy. Okay. Um, maybe red and purple-ish. I, I get a P name, last name, <laughs> H. Something like that. But anyway, all right. So I am, I am getting better at it. But anyway, okay. we gave the uh, the Mystic Mikhail Spiritual Family on Facebook a homework assignment. I, and I think we actually mentioned on the podcast as well.
0: Yes, let's learn telepathy was the episode name.
1: Uh, correct. So we put up this post or you put up this post that said uh, for texting. This is for texting. Tag and or choose a partner on this thread. Okay. Pick a day slash time to send the text
0: message. Telepathic text message.
1: Telepathically. Right. Yes. And then report back... To see how it went. So did it work? Did you know? Did you learn how to do it? You know, yeah. Or maybe you just know how to do it in the first place. And it turned out, I think, pretty good. Not for me, because these weird messages, but for other people, I think so it turned out really good.
0: many of you participated and paired up on the thread and did an awesome job. So here is me reading some of your homework submissions and grading them.
1: Oh, we're, oh, we're giving them oh, a grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get could I? Could I be a judge too? Sure. Okay.
0: All right. So this is Lisa and Ashley. Lisa writes... Ashley and I did our homework. Here's the result. We nailed it. And she puts some screenshots of her texts. She writes to Ashley, I know it's not time, but lemonade keeps coming up. Are you drinking lemonade? And Ashley writes back, no, ma'am, but I just watched a show that mentioned drinking lemonade. And she was talking about eating at a place called lemonade while listening to Beyonce's album, Lemonade, if that counts. Well, it sure does. They... Had decided, obviously, to have some sort of telepathic text moment. But because they had already created that psychic bond between them, the telepathy was just free-flowing. And Lisa was getting a lemonade message. And Ashley was totally in her own world listening to things about lemonade. So how cool is that?
1: That's pretty cool. All right. So what do you, what do you grade that?
0: That's an A++. plus plus. That's
1: an A++. plus plus. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to... Okay. I'm a little harsher critic here. Oh. Because she didn't actually drink the lemonade. Okay. So I'm going to go A minus slash... A plus.
0: Got it. All right. This next homework submission is from Jamie and Stephanie. Jamie writes, so Stephanie and I did this by accident listening to the podcast. I just randomly thought, Steph, when hearing this part, and I heard, yo, in her voice back to me. When I messaged her, she said she thought of me at the same point in the episode, Homework done on time, but don't tell anyone because we're kind of not the type to do that. (laughs) So they did an amazing job.
1: All right. So what are you going to give them? They get an A+. A+. All right. I am going to give them, you know, I'm a little, again, I'm a little harsher critic. Okay. Okay. So again, I'm going to go with the A minus slash A+. Okay. A little bit in between. All right. Okay.
0: Last one. Elizabeth writes, not 100% playing by the rules, but... I've telepathically sent my husband a text to grab breakfast on his way home from dropping the kids off at school. We'll update if I was successful. And then a little bit later, she has a picture of her husband and a bunch of Chick-fil-A breakfast items and wrote, he got it. I mean,
1: Okay that's now, amazing. Yeah. That is <laughs> A++++. Plus, 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 plus. Extra credit. Extra credit. Top Student valedictorian, valedictorian, of, oh, okay. valedictorian, 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 yeah. The other two are salutatories. <laughs> and of course I was almost a valedictorian at Harvard. I know. Which most people know when I was on the row team. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Thank always.
0: you all so much. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so happy you spent time with us today. Take care. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.